And away we go, the morning show. It's hour number three here on the 8th of November. It's uh, the day after the elections, and joining us during the 8 o'clock hour, of course, Neil Atkins. Good morning, Neil. Good morning, Dave. How the heck are you? Did you hear about the results of the election yesterday? I did. I'll only give you this comment. As okay. a friend of mine who used to work as a dispatcher for 911, at the beginning yeah. of his shift, you go on the air to the squad and they say, I've got the microphone in one hand, I've yeah. got a big tall cup of coffee in the other, <laughs> and let's tag them and roll them. All right. Yep, Sounds I good. did. I was out there last night, went to a number of spots, and, mm-hmm. and uh, chatted with some of the candidates and watched the results come in. Now, yeah. the preliminary results, it was... With the technology we have today... Yeah, you don't have to wait too long anymore. Well, actually, it, it is too long. Really? Because... It was after 9 o'clock by the time we were starting to get any type. Now, I right. I had an insider who was uh, doing uh, a number of uh, some of the campaigns, did some poll, had poll watching and exit polling. Mm-hmm. But this is, this is at, um, you know, a quarter to 9. Yeah. And they had nothing on the district races. They had uh, Roger Reiner... Uh, uh, ahead of Emily Larson with 2,600 votes to her 1,700. Mm-hmm. And then they had, uh, on the large race, Eric Forsman and Lynn Nephew kind of uh, neck and neck, but ahead of the two others, but with limited votes counted. Now, right. by 9 o'clock, I was getting more accurate information <laughs> from the people that were working on various campaigns ah. who had people there at City right. Hall and elsewhere yeah. than the networks did. Wow. And finally, and I, I did go out to, uh, I was at Tara Swenson's Little Soiree. I stopped mm-hmm. by uh, Eric Forsman's. Yeah. And I, there's some others I didn't get a chance to go to, and I did get by Roger Reiner. and said, man, I'll tell you, he had about 400 people <laughs> at, at his event. Yeah, well, obviously and a lot of support there for Roger. As I as I walked in, it was uh, about a quarter after 9, not quite mm-hmm. 9, 30. I was talking to a couple of people. All of a sudden, a buddy of mine goes, Emily Larson just conceded. Yeah. And all of a sudden, the, it went through the crowd. There was silence. <laughs> and all of a sudden, it came up, and they had huge screen TVs up there. Oh, I suppose. By the stage. And, and there was Emily doing her concession deal. Yeah. So it's uh, it was quite a blowout race. The interesting thing about it is it followed suit with uh, pretty much what the prime in in some of the races yeah. the the large race and the mayor's race of what the primary showed. Mm-hmm. I I thought it would be a little bit closer uh, between the mayor and Roger, right? But he uh, came in with sixty percent of the vote and her at forty, yeah. and in the at large race it was pretty much the way it was in the primary. Also, the districts were a little bit different, but uh, Janet mm-hmm. Kennedy, uh, you know, did. Uh, did well out there. Genka Tarnowski, I thought she put an, a nice race on for a first-timer, and I certainly encourage her to you know, put her toe in the waters again down the road now that she's gotten the experience. Mm. It's always it's always tough to unseat an incumbent. Well, certainly. Yeah. So it's, uh, it was quite... It, it was <laughs> The excitement was back in city races. Four <laughs> years ago, there was no excitement yeah. in the mayor's race because uh, the, the current mayor... Emily Larson kind of walked through that one without any problem. And as they were saying, the last really contested race was yeah. back in 2007 when it was Charlie Bell and Donnie Ness, and they'd beat in the primary incumbent Herb Berkson, mayor, uh, out of office. So, uh, so I think Well, the thing is, all Duluth's problems, according to those who voted for Roger Reiner, were due to Emily Larson. So we'll see a complete turnaround now in Duluth, I would imagine. Well, I think... You know, lower crime and fixed streets and... Well, I'm, I'm hoping that... <laughs> I, I think 
you know, Roger maybe has a little bit better pulse there. I yeah. was talking to a friend when I was coming in, a, a former uh, city councilor. Well, we were, he's got four years to turn it around, I guess. He does. So, there you it's, go. Uh, you can't blame everything on the mayor. I and know. They're, that's they're, a, it seems like a lot of people uh, were, and that's well, kind of too bad. But Well, that's what happens when you're the incumbent. Right. Everything so you look at it, you know, the anything buck that stops here wrong, is the old sign on the desk. That's you know? right. I mean, she had some right. uh, good things that she championed. I think what happened here, we were talking on the way down here, and uh, a friend of mine who served on the city council, and we, we chit-chat from time to time on the air, a uh, little bit about it. I, I think that when you look at her, her mayorship over the last eight years, mm-hmm. there were a bunch of causes that she started to champion that were not where the, the in people line with were, everybody yeah. where, where the people were yeah and and I think Rainer tapped in on the fact of mm-hmm. where are the basic four or five services that the city is right. supposed to provide and I think that her and her team kind of went off on on some other areas mm-hmm. and and all of a sudden we we had bad streets terrible snowfall last year right. issues with plowing and uh, understaffing and on and on and on. And then, of course, you had crime issues and mm-hmm. people fearful of coming downtown and that sort of thing. So it'll be right. interesting to see what Ryan ends up doing. And I right. know we've got Bruce Siski chomping yes. at the bit. I mean, there's warfare in politics, but there's warfare in sports also. <laughs> I suppose so. Here's what I said. There's a lot of people who voted for Roger Reiner who typically would not vote for a Democrat. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. Yeah. I give it 60 days. From the second he takes office to the point that those people are cussing at him like they are cussing at the mayor right now. If there's a bad <laughs> snowstorm, it bad ain't, it, it ain't going to be any yeah, That's what I said earlier, too. It's not going to fix all the problems and lose no, overnight. No, so. no, no. It, no. It's, it'll be interesting to see what he brings forward and yeah. when he gets to some real specifics. Uh, the problem that you have when you're not the incumbent, everybody says, well, where are your specifics? Well... How, how well, do you didn't need them? Yeah, we you you don't need them. You're, you're running against what's already there. He didn't need specifics no. because he knew enough people, and I and I shouldn't speak for him. I feel like he didn't need specifics because he knew enough people didn't like what was already going on right. that all he had to do was say it was going to be different. Yeah, and he's got a track record of making things happen. Mm-hmm. He's got a track record of leadership, and those are the things that he, it seems like he ran on, which is really yeah. smart because and obviously he didn't need, he's got bipartisan support. He didn't need a six yeah. point plan to fix anything right. because. All you got to do is say it's going to be different. Yeah, plus, he's got some administrative experience. Yeah, and uh, and that, like, it was a perfect storm of like you, the 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 snow last year, leading to the streets being worse, and all you know, certain things that were not necessarily in the control of the administration piled up, and this was the perfect person to come in and say, "Well, we're gonna, we're going to make some changes and do things different," and. And people can believe it because he's got that track record. Yep, I so. think you're 100 percent right there, Bruce. Right. Boy, what analysis! Here. I know. Should have you on more often. <laughs> <laughs> and only, he does sports too. Only on every That's hour, right. every day. You know. <laughs> I, know. I, know, I know. That's all. Four uh, two win for the Wild last night over the Islanders as they win consecutive games for the first time this season. Now that's two in a row. Mm-hmm. Win one more. That's called a winning streak. Whoa. It has happened before, <laughs> and we'll see if the Wild can make it happen tomorrow night That'd as they'll fun. face the Rangers in New York City at 6 on AM 710. Uh, Twins reportedly going to slash payroll. Well, that makes it sound really bad. Dan Hayes of The Athletic believes that this number is going to land somewhere between $125 and $140 million for 2024. 
Uh, Twins payroll in 2023 was 156 million dollars. So uh, there will be some cuts. Although a lot of that, if you if you're looking at it perhaps being in that 140 range, just the fact that Joey Gallo and Tyler Malley won't be on the baseball team next season more than makes up that difference. All right. So, and they've got some young guys I know they want to get a better look at in 2024. That'll be a lot cheaper than said Joey Gallo and Tyler Malley as examples. Uh, Timberwolves get the Pelicans tonight, 7 o'clock at Target Center. Coverage at 645 here on KDAL. Bucks host Detroit tonight at 7 o'clock. College volleyball tonight, the UMAC semifinals. Ulyless and Minnesota Morris, 7 o'clock for the uh, tip-off in Morris. High school volleyball tonight, Class 3A state quarterfinal at Excel Energy Center in St. Paul. Fifth seed Grand Rapids takes on fourth seed Detroit Lakes. And it is the beginning of the early signing period for winter sports teams. The Gopher men's basketball team expected today to sign Cherry basketball standout Isaac Osimo to his letter of intent. Congratulations to him and his family. Very good. And the Bruce Siski Show this morning after 10 o'clock. What do you got happening today, Bruce? Uh, We'll talk some basketball. Head coach of the UMD men is Justin Wick off a historic run to the NCAA Elite Eight last year with pretty much everybody back in 2023-24. We'll get a rundown of the Bulldog men's basketball team as they open up the season on the road this weekend. And also hear from Brad Schlossman, Grand Forks Herald, the rink live on this weekend's UMD North Dakota men's hockey series. All right. Thank which, you, Bruce. Question. Did you so, say something about the Cherry basketball team? Yeah. Uh, Cherry, Minnesota? Isaac Osmo is their, their star player. He's going to sign with the Gophers today. Well, I'll tell you, that's quite the community up there. It I is. A buddy of mine that grew up. Yeah, we drove through it, there on the way to it Hibbing It wasn't on the former presidential candidate, Gus Hall, that ran all the... That, he was from there, you know that. <laughs> I did not know that. Gus Hall was the well, head of the... Cherry? American, I remember he was from Minnesota, but I didn't know Cherry, Minnesota. I did not know he was from Cherry. He had the American Communist Party back in the day, and he ran repeatedly like Harold Sasson for president. Yeah. Yeah, but quite a community up there. Yeah, it is. Good basketball players. Yeah, and then he's a great athlete, a great football player. I think plays baseball up there, too. And mm-hmm. uh, he's going to sign to play basketball for the Gophers and, and Ben Johnson here, which is a big get for the Gophers. He is one of the top recruits in the state. And you, you want those players to play for your team and right. not be leaving the state, which they've been doing way too often in Minnesota. You got that straight. Yeah. Right. Thank you, Bruce. Right. 822 on KDAL. We'll be right back. This is the KDAL Morning Show. Helen Reddy, she is woman. Well, I'll tell you, this is an appropriate song for the Duluth City Council. There are a lot of women on the council, isn't there? There will be seven women on the Duluth City Council, <laughs> wow. two men. Yeah. And uh, and that's uh, that's how it goes. Yeah. And it, it's interesting, in the past, I recall, mm-hmm. as I was on the council, that uh, people would complain that there were maybe two or three women yeah, right. uh, elected to the city council and, uh, and hardly... Rarely did we have any my uh, from occasion there'd be somebody representing a minority group. Sure, the Duluth City no. Council of current President Janet Kennedy, who's mm-hmm. uh, African American heritage, mm-hmm. and now with the with the election here, uh, you have women representing uh, three quarters of the city council, seven out of the yeah. nine uh, city council. And seats. there was a woman mayor, but sadly this will not affect. Uh, this is true. This will be a male mayor with the seven. Uh, Female yep. city councilors. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting on the race. And uh, I would say the council now, looking at the makeup, 
of the uh, uh, newly elected city councilors and uh, the current uh, folks, mm-hmm. uh, the city council is moving more towards the center. Yeah. And Roger Reinert is more towards the center. I would okay? say so, yeah. And he may have a, a decent city council to work with, depending mm-hmm. on what his vision is. Uh, Emily Larson was more towards the left of center, and the majority of the city council was more uh, on that side of things. And now now we see a change. And, of course, there were six council seats up for election, and right. there were several that there were no incumbents. For instance, the 4th District, there was no incumbents. So now Tara Swenson, who's the uh, councilor-elect from the 4th District, mm-hmm. and you had Eric Forsman at large, the only uh, incumbent running, and... And, uh, of course, Lynn uh, Nephew ends up winning a seat there. Right. And uh, so it, it's uh, the dynamics of the council are going to dramatically change. So what's interesting here, I'm looking at the precinct totals, and I people were asking, well, what do you think is going to happen? I said, well, I, I do believe that uh, west of the Point of Rocks here, west of the downtown area, yeah. is going to go for Roger Reiner. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm looking at the precinct totals, and literally every precinct going west, uh, except there, there's uh, a couple ones in the in the west end there, uh, Roger won, won by more than 70%, several mm-hmm. of them 76, wow. 78% of the vote total, uh, Duluth Heights, Piedmont Heights in mm-hmm. the uh, 74 to 76 range. And uh, Mayor Larson ended up winning uh, UMD by that district by about eighty percent. Really? Yeah. Wow! And uh, was the, that the only district she won, or no? The Indian uh, okay, Indian areas uh, uh, going out in the East Hillside Indian areas. She won those precincts. All right. She won the downtown precinct huh. and Park Point. So oh, okay, not by an overwhelming. Yeah, it, kind it of surprising that she won that many, considering it was a sixty percent. Uh, for the, uh, well, opponent. the others when you're winning, when you're winning these, for instance, yeah, uh, the big if you look at, <laughs> I'm looking at the, the Duluth Heights precinct. Yeah, Reinhardt got 827 votes. She ended up getting 258, yeah. and that was 76 percent wow. on his end. So when you win by that margin in those True. precincts, the numbers come in, and uh, uh, there was nothing to right. save her. Even the East End precincts were generally. What's interesting, historically, the eastern part of town used to be a conservative part of town. Mm-hmm. Not so much anymore. Apparently. But <laughs> Reinert was winning Lakeside by about 57%. Uh, uh, the Lester Park upper area, Woodland, 56%. And a couple of the other precincts out east there in the in the 50%. And there was kind of the uh, uh, upper area there off of uh, UMD and that area. He won by 50%, so it was almost a 50-50 split with he and Larson. So so anyway, it's uh, the, mm-hmm. the demographics are, you know, the western part of town has generally been more conservative, and uh, and it, it showed its true colors once mm-hmm. again. We got a phone call this morning. Hi, who's this? Hello, this is John from Duluth. What's up, John? John, did you oh, vote? You betcha, Neil. <laughs> We had, Did everybody you vote for win? Pardon me? Did everybody you vote for win? Um, yeah, most of them, right? Oh, yeah, right. For sure, yeah. Because I called two buddies up, and I said, Neil says we got to vote. And I thought, <laughs> oh, man, is it even worth it? But we went out, I said, I'm buying. And, uh, yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, um, we were very happy about Mr. Reinert, and uh, we saw some sad faces, too. 
uh, late at night, but that's the way it goes. But, yeah. uh, I don't know. I guess the guy, I'm going over to cross the bridge to have breakfast, and the guys, they're very tired of the same old stuff, and they don't go downtown. And, uh, you know, one of them says, um, like, my, my dad used to take me downtown to First Street when I was a little kid, and we'd go to uh, the bakery, go to Gershkals, get groceries, and it was mm. fun down there. That, anyway, make the loose nice like it used to be, you know, and, yeah. and uh, businesses. I started out at the steel plant. We had, in the cement plant I worked at, we had all this industry. That's all gone. And it just doesn't seem like all we're doing is paying more to live in our house. Taxes, taxes, taxes. Mm. And you don't get everything, but um, at least we're happy. So, <laughs> yippee. All right, John, good. In the meantime, thanks for coming to Superior for breakfast. Appreciate that. <laughs> Dave loves that. Yeah. yeah. Good right, job. John, talk right, to you later. Man. Thanks. Well, you know, I'll tell you, one of the things was uh, the tax situation, and it's uh, – you know, when, when, when you're the incumbent and people are screaming about taxes, mm-hmm. it sticks. Even though the, the city, about 24% of the property tax right. is the city. The rest is the county and the school district. Well, Speaking of the school district, yeah. one the, the number one question passed, but number two is still in limbo. There was only 92% counted as of this morning, and it was failing by about 70 votes, so that could go either way. Yet. Yeah, those townships are the ones that are coming yeah. in late because there's <clears> some townships that are in the... The referendum or in the in the school district, and now there's one of the at large incumbents uh, was defeated mm-hmm. uh, by Williams. There defeated her, and now Henry Banks is uh, one right. himself. He and Martell were two guys that have run repeatedly for the school board, and uh, it was a close race between the two yeah. of them. But uh, Henry's been active in the community, and right. uh, uh, it'll be interesting to see you know how, how he ends up performing as a school board member. But that whole referendum is interesting. I saw in Grand Rapids, they had uh, three referendums oh, there, and they went they down got, in flames. Yeah, they went down amazing. in flames. And, uh, there were a lot of them around the state, I think, yeah. that failed, too. So. I think uh, if if this one doesn't mm-hmm. hit, it's interesting, the division, because the one referendum, and that was providing the kids with technology and, I guess, computers and that sort of yeah. thing, that one passed by, like, 50, 55%, 56%. The other one was... Uh, for uh, monies that they lost because of the pandemic, mm-hmm. and that one looks like it might not pass. Right. And it'll be interesting to see what the attitude is from the administration, school administration, and uh, the school board members. I think, I, I, I think there's some dissatisfaction out yeah. there, and uh, there hasn't been enough scrutiny on the school district. And I think you may be seeing that with the division on these two referendums. So we we'll got see. another call here, real quick. Hi, who's this? Go ahead. It's Mike Blue. Okay, what's up? I just want to say, why hasn't the second referendum been counted? Because everything's been done. Well, like Neil said, it's ago? yeah, it's some of the outlying uh, communities oh, that haven't. Bullshit. B- B- hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Are trying to find votes, all they're trying to do. Oh, I'm sure that's it. Yeah, thanks. All right, we'll find out. But really? The, uh, the Not all the votes are in on the uh, uh, yeah. both of the referendums. And I'm wondering if they might be Several of the now, townships, it takes a little bit longer on those votes. But right. uh, I know when things are this close, uh, people do get suspect, as yeah. this caller did. I'm so, sure that if it is close, it will be a recall, too. So It, it will. A yeah, recount, I mean, a recount, yeah. not a recall. Yeah, I, I hope there's no funny business out there. <clears throat> all right. I would hope not to. 834, we got to take a break and be right back. It is uh, 8.39 now at KDAL. Bob Olin joining us. Good morning, Bob. 
Well, good morning, Dave. You got and big doings coming up this Saturday. Yeah, <laughs> big doings <laughs> on uh, Saturday, I understand. Big deal on Saturday, mm-hmm. yes. Down at the Duluth Farmer's Market, we've got our festival of seasons. You know, we kind of rolled from fruits and vegetables to crafts and greens that go with the holiday season. And we're really looking forward to that day at the market. All local vendors, we've got about 20 or 25 vendors that are wow. going to be there. And we kind of shift things up a little bit, as I mentioned. Uh, some of our growers, actually our Christmas tree and bowl growers, reef producers, they'll all be there. And then we've got a great group of artisans, locally produced crafts that will be there. So it's kind of the last raw for the Duluth Farmers Market. And that's uh, this Saturday. Hours are a little different, 10 to 3. And, of course, we're at 14th Avenue East and 3rd Street. And we really enjoy this day. There will even be a few late-season vegetables there if people need something for their Thanksgiving uh, meal. All right. But uh, obviously, uh, it's going to be decorating season here before you know it. So it's a good a good time to get those decorations uh, in line. It is. And they're all uh, local. They're mm-hmm. fresh. You're going to see uh, a lot of our local scotch pine and the firs, balsam fir, even some princess pine, I'm sure, will be down there and, and other things. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And again, we like to invite everyone down. These are our friends. This is our community. We're all local growers, and uh, we really enjoy seeing everyone and maybe help a few folks get into the uh, early holiday season here, Dave. All right, sounds good. Merry Bye. Christmas, <laughs> Happy New Year, Bobby. Well, we're going to start with Thanksgiving, Neil. But hey, it's good there you go, you. Yeah. Bobby. You're going to make me a big bash of that squash soup that was great <laughs> when I stopped down there at your farmer's market. Well, just for you, we're going to do it. That's one of my favorite recipes. And uh, if you don't like squash, you got to try that soup. It was pretty darn good, wasn't it? It was. It was. You know what's really amazing? As a kid, I n- never liked uh, stuff like that, like yeah, broccoli and cauliflower. Oh, and, well, I like some vegetables. <laughs> but then I bartended down at Grandma's. And uh, as for a meal, they'd give us some of their soups, and they always had broccoli oh. soups and and cauliflower soup, so I tried them, and I go, I hey, was, these are pretty good. I thought it was the celery and the Bloody Marys that got you hooked Ooh, on vegetables. Yeah. Not, not when I'm working, not when right. I'm working. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> hey, Bob, thanks. Appreciate it. And we'll catch well, you Saturday. Appreciate both of you. Thank All you. Right, bye-bye. All right, we're coming up on 842 here on the morning show. Uh, lame duck mayor now for two months. And yep. I guess well, uh, uh, Roger's got a couple months to get his staff together, I suppose. It's going to be interesting. I would suspect that, uh, you know, the mayor, somebody, I heard somebody going, they were freaking out, thinking yeah. that Roger's going to fire everybody. Oh, I, You can't. Yeah. The only, the only people. Some people that know what they're doing left and so Well, the home, only so. people that the mayor has discretion <laughs> on uh, of, uh, asking to resign, yeah. we won't say firing, is the uh, city administrator, the administrative assistant, and mm-hmm. the department heads. Okay. And there is a small group of uh, staff that work directly with the mayor that uh, he does have discretion on, obviously. So I'm sure what he'll do is he'll fairly review the folks and uh, replace who he decides can't be a part of his team. And if we go back in history, when Gary Doty was elected mayor, he defeated John Fito. Mm -hmm. Uh, I believe he replaced all the department heads. Okay. And uh, put put in his team. And, you know, Reiner may do that, but and that's that's his privilege or her privilege because uh, you want people working with you, what your vision is of a mayor. Makes sense. And you're not going to have somebody from the opposition camp or somebody that's going to buck the system. Hmm. And then, uh, but you end up hiring the best people. Generally, it's people internally. Uh, uh, as I saw, as I saw throughout several of the mayors that I dealt with, uh, they picked 
people that were uh, either upper management with the city or mm -hmm. knew what they were doing. Once in a while, they did national searches. They did that uh, for a couple of times for the city administrator. Ah, They've right. done that, but in the past. Uh, so it, it's going to be interesting, the dynamics of it and what he puts together. All right. Again, uh, what when's the inauguration? First, second week of January, or uh, right usually it's the, the first week of January. First week, but okay. within the first week, uh, yeah. I'm not sure when they're going to set that. But uh, mm -hmm. it's, I it used to be like January 6th or whatever okay. date that would fall right. on, okay. and uh, that's when the swearing in will be, and the, there'll be a special city council meeting, and the mayoral deal where city councilors, the new city councilors, will be seated, and the outgoing councilors will be uh, there with them, and then. Uh, you know, this time around, there's going to be a new mayor and that sort of thing. So, yeah, fires turnout goes yesterday pretty good, from what I understand. It Over fifty percent. Yeah, one of the highest uh, mayoral in elections in a what twenty five years. I think or yeah, twenty some years. Hey, they used to be uh, in the sixty plus percent range. Yeah. Now it's finally getting close to that wow. because there's a lot of obviously a lot of issues out there, and uh, yeah. it got people out there to vote. So, and you had robust campaigns going on. Too. This is true. Uh, <laughs> you know, the people that worked the hardest. It What's interesting is uh, I know that all the most of the candidates work real hard. Some uh, maybe take it for granted, but mm. but uh, generally you see people that uh, out outwork some of their opponents, sure. and and they ended up end up winning. So the, one of the problems is though is when you're out there challenging an incumbent, at times it's difficult to unseat the incumbent unless there's things that are piling up on them. And obviously in the mayor's race, they there were. Right. The uh, On the school district, uh, when you look at the large school district, Stephanie Williams uh, beats out incumbent Alana Oswald mm -hmm. uh, about 53% to 45 Now there's still <clears throat> those three precincts, townships that haven't come in, Ganeson, Lakewood, and North Star. And that that's, perplexes me. Yeah. Why there? This is eight a.m. This <laughs> it's a good morning. Question. Yeah. I why? Why the results haven't come in? Because you know, I I vote at Grand Lake Township, and they mm -hmm. have the same voting machines as they do in the city. Yeah. Where you fill out the the long card, you fill it out, and you put it in, and it calculates it, right. and you bring in the results. And I I don't know why it should would be take easy them. to read. You would guess. I don't know yeah. why it would take them so long to, to get the results in. All right, we got another call. Hi, who's this? Turtle. Turtle is shaking. Hey, back when I was on the city council back in 1906, eh, Neil? <laughs> 1832. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went down to the pool yesterday and I announced that I was, I was offering my services to help Emily Larson pack her bags. Ah. Turtle, turtle, turtle. Yeah. Well, you know, well, she's, she's in for a couple more months, and then yeah. uh, it'll be interesting to see what what Reinhardt puts together here and what staffing he's going to do and what his, mm -hmm. you know, he's got a vision. And you've got to implement that vision. Yeah, I think it'll be a lot better. Okay. All I'm right. optimistic. Talk to you later. Bye. All right. Take Thanks care. for the call. Hey, if you want to see the giant pandas at the uh, National Zoo, you have only, well, I don't think you can see them anymore. Uh, today back, is the end. Back, they're going back to China. Going back to China. Have you ever been out there? I have not. I have been, and I've seen those pandas. Mm-hmm. And actually, the National Zoo. Well, that's is, in, Nash in Washington, but Washington I guess the zoo in Atlanta still has uh, some Chinese pandas. Okay. So. Well, I guess you do have an opportunity you can't to take see them, them without going the to China. South, they'll fight you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Atlanta's contracts for their forebears would be up next year, and no word about an extension, so they might be gone as of next year. So if you want to see the giant pandas, your time is limited, apparently. Oh. China wants all their big pandas. Unless back. you want to go to China. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right, we'll take another break and be right back. The Morning Show here on KDAL. 
Uh, for the weekend, by the way, on Saturday, it looks to be in the uh, low 40s. Sunday, mid-40s. By Tuesday, low 50s expected next wow. week. So we might get a little break in the weather finally. Yeah, well, I heard that. I, 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 It'll be I, more fall like here next week. Well, everybody's going to be mad that next week that they took their boats <laughs> off the lakes. Oh, yeah. you know. Well, I'm sure it won't last long, but we'll have a couple days of 50 degree weather, apparently. Say, say Dave, I'm kind of looking at the map here on the yeah. precincts and all that. I'm looking at the uh, at large race for the school district. Okay. And, uh, you know, these are the results as of uh, 8 a.m. this morning. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is there's, there's uh, Rice Lake, used to be Rice Lake Township, but it's now the town of Rice Lake. Right. City, City of Rice actually. Lake. Mm-hmm. And the results are in just fine. Okay. Uh, Normana Township, the results are in just fine. Yeah. But you've got Ganeson, North Star, and Lakewood can't seem to get their results. Oh, in. What, what's what's going on with that? I don't know. So anyway, we'll we'll They're hear more. Trying to on cook that. the numbers, according to a recent well, caller. Hopefully, but. <laughs> hopefully not. But we won't use that terminology. I would certainly hope not. Now remember, folks, you can't swear. You can abbreviate. Oh yeah, please don't. You can do abbreviate. That. I'm you sorry. Can, you can, can say BS. I suppose we all know what that means. Yeah, but you can't extend it out <laughs> with all the syllables. Okay? Yeah. it's not like you're on the wheel of fortune here. Well, Duluth is not the only place in the country that had an election yesterday. Well, I heard down some of those governor races. Uh, that's true. And in Ohio, recreational marijuana is now legal. As uh, They had the big vote yesterday. Uh, the issue passed uh, basically, uh, I don't know, uh, allows adults 21 and over to purchase and possess up to two and a half ounces of marijuana and to grow it in their own homes. Uh, also uh, passing... Oh, it's, it passes a state law, not a constitutional amendment. That means the state legislature could adjust or even repeal it, which is kind of weird. They have a referendum that the legislature could overrule. It's not a binding referendum. I guess not. Ohio, in the, in the meantime, joins 23 other states now, including Minnesota, that allow recreational marijuana. So well, we're the trend, over the hump. It's uh, more than half the country. The though. trend is coming. It won't be the entire company no. unless the feds finally do it. <laughs> well, that's, yeah. You know, the jury is out. I was talking to my son about this. And, okay. Uh, he had he had some real It's troubles. still pretty tough to get it around unless you go to your usual sources. You've got to go to your usual source <laughs> right. and break the law. And, and yeah. even, even though you're buying it illegally, you can smoke it legally. Isn't right. that special? I, yeah, it's it's kind of like going down to those dry counties. <laughs> In the south, there's still counties wow. that are dry. Yeah, but they got stills back there, so they're making it illegally. <laughs> so you go outside the county and buy it legal, and you can drink. Yeehaw! Yeah, whatever it is. That's when Mountain Dew was really Mountain Dew, and not. It was something it that now. would uh, curl your toes. Neil, I am afraid to say that uh, you are not the sexiest man alive for 2023. I missed the cut as well, and no. but maybe next year. Another disappointment there. Patrick Dempsey, and I'm not Ooh. familiar with Patrick Dempsey, but he's 57 years old. He is known best for his role as Derek McDreamy Shepherd on the TV show Grey's Anatomy, which I've never watched. Have you watched uh, Grey's oh, Anatomy? I've seen Grey's Anatomy. I'm, All right, well. I'm trying to picture him. Derek McDreamy Shepherd is, according to People Magazine, the sexiest man alive. And uh, he uh, also promotes the Dempsey Center, an organization he founded in honor of his late mother to help cancer patients and their families. So that's another good reason. I think to, they had him, him on role, one of the uh, late night shows last night. Yeah. Happened to be. <laughs> Usually <laughs> I don't watch them. But right. You were up look, anyway for the. Uh, yeah. Well, I was trying to look when I got home after uh, the events at like ten thirty, eleven o'clock. I was looking at the ticker tape that mm-hmm. was still going on with re- sure. some of the results that hadn't come in yet, mm-hmm. and uh, and. 
Patrick Dempsey. Yeah. Is that Patrick Dempsey? Uh, yes. Well, what uh, Macaulay, uh, uh, what's his face? Not Macaulay. What's the guy's name? Uh, I don't know. Another big star. He was in uh, well, they have a new blockbuster th- movies. He had, had been voted. Uh, he was in the movie uh, Contact uh, that was uh, mm. Carl Sagan's book. On, oh, okay. And I can't think of the guy. Well, they have a new uh, Sexiest Man Alive every year that people Well, if you don't get it so. one year. Yeah, you can always get it the next, so. What's amazing is I always look at they they bring up. I'm I'm very grateful that they picked a 57 year old for crying out loud. The sexiest well, man alive with all these young bucks running around. Yeah, like the 30 somethings, you know. Huh? Yeah, the rest of us have got a chance. Don't we? I know. So he was 57. Sean Connery, you know, they used to vote him as as he aged. Right. He aged well, <laughs> and he was close to 90 when he passed away. Yeah, I don't think he was sexiest man alive anymore in his no, 90s. No, but he still yeah. aged well. I think so. He was James Bond after all. By Jules. David. All right, 855, we'll be right back. The morning show here on KDAO. The Minnesota Connection is brought to you by Minnesota News Network. To Father Lucian Gaultier, the name Pig's Eye didn't seem dignified enough for the area that would become Minnesota's capital. When it came time to incorporate, Gaultier much preferred a name inspired by the log church he recently dedicated to St. Paul the Apostle. Dignity won out, and the town of St. Paul was incorporated on November 1, 1849. Unfortunately, according to Immunopedia, Gaultier's inspiring house of worship didn't come to a dignified end. In 1856, the church was dismantled and hauled to a different location. The plan was to rebuild it as an historic site. Unfortunately, nearby workmen on the new site did not get that memo about the rebuild plans and burned the historic logs to warm themselves in their morning coffee. And that's Minnesota's connection to a significant name change. I'm Jake Griffith, Minnesota News Network. Now, Dave Strandberg, Neil Atkins, back to the KDAL Morning Show. Well, that's the way I like it. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. KC in the Sunshine Band. So Patrick Dempsey voted Uh the most uh, handsome Sexiest man man alive. Well, he's a handsome man. Patrick McConaughey. Had been voted once upon a time. Oh, he's that's one of the so big stars there yeah. too. So. Okay, but you know, Dempsey's got that foundation for cancer research. Right, the, uh, that I'm sure helps. You get a little background besides well, just you looking see some good. Some of these people that are doing something <laughs> other than doing the you know the nonsense of the stardom mm-hmm. and actually doing something good out there. So you know, good for him. Good for him. he's got kind of that. Five days shadow beard that everybody is popular. Now you've that got seems a, to be the trend. But you've got a permanent one. Oh, Yours, the little yeah, you keep that's a tra- change there. My little Van Dyke, as you're Van Dyke. It. Yeah, yes. not Dick Van Dyke. No, it used to be. Uh, well, it's changing colors over the years. We'll put it that way. That's why I started. I used to keep a mustache, and I yeah. once it went to five different colors, <laughs> I started shaving it off. Well, your hair has already gone to different. My colors. hair has gone basically. Mine white. is starting to go a different yeah. color, but it hasn't matched the the beard yet for some reason. But well, you know that's all right. All right we got a couple you of winter storms to talk about. They're Uh-oh. about two thousand miles apart. And neither one of them around here, but one will dump snow on the Colorado Rockies, including the Denver area. They're going to see six to twelve inches. In that neck of the woods. Well, that always gets it big. (laughs) I know it. Then another weather system is due in upstate New York and northern New England starting later today into Thursday. Uh, Cities like Burlington, Vermont, Manchester, New Hampshire, Portland, Maine, all could see some snow. 
So there you go. We're, well, we're lucky. We're in the middle of those two storms, and we're week, not going to get any. We're so. going to be in the fifth. I know it. I'm looking forward to that. I, I knew really if I kept the battery charged on my uh, motorcycle, I'd be able to take that Harley. <laughs> you haven't for a put scoop. that away yet. Huh? Good. It's in the garage. It's in the garage, waiting, waiting. Oh, one more, right. one more ride. One more ride, huh? Before the snow falls. Well, we're done. Uh, the election I, is yep. uh, over. We'll mm-hmm. we'll get the final results on yeah. the school board races. Well, you'll have to talk to the referendum. incoming mayor, see so if we can get him on, and see what we'll his plans are now. We're going to get some of the other people that won and some that didn't we'll get on the talk okay. and uh yeah it'll be it'll be fun Very get good. together with them all right friday you'll be back and uh, the you, final hour of the morning show is coming up right after news next